across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings and I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment. And the reason they're afraid, because there's a lot of really heavy rejection. I mean, I can remember times in my career where I really, really, really thought that I had a listing or I really, really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else. And there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else. But I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with the family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have said a different price. I should have said a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the, the 28 downloads that's included in it. But it and, and it's in 10-minute in increments. So it uh, so you, you, you watch 5 to 12 minutes of video, and then you take a small quiz. 
and then you watch another five to 12 minutes and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more or, or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had 10 graduates so far. I'm, I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes, and it's in bite-sized chunks. And you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn so if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount and get the discount that we're offering now. That's hybendigital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look, you know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name, and I'm personally guaranteed this. I'm very, very easy to find, right? Just send me an email. I promise you I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this and a lot of money, and, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on if you take this 10 hours. It may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it. Hello, Rockstar Nation. Yes, I am recording this live in Vietnam. I'm actually in Hue right now, which is central Vietnam. I landed in Hanoi, wow, a week ago. An amazing city of Hanoi. We spent some time in Hanoi and we flew with planes that landed on a bay, seaplanes that landed on a bay, and we spent time on Halong Bay, if you Google it, it's the most beautiful thing ever. There's these picturesque mountains that just kind of rise above this serene water that go on and on and on and on. And there's these houseboats, they call them junk boats, that you live on. And we lived on this thing. We did Tai Chi in the morning, we went swimming, we visited fishing villages. It was absolutely amazing. Then we traveled on and we went to a mud cave. And then the next day we went to the third largest cave in the world. And get this, guys. First of all, we hiked. It was like a grueling eight miles and a grueling eight miles back. It was uh, lots of hills. We crossed over 30 rivers, knee-deep water many times. Crossed over 30 rivers to get there. And when we got there, we spent the night in this thing. And it was amazing. It was, it was so cool. We camped out inside the third largest cave in the world. It was just an amazing way to be with nature. And then we, camped, well, then we hiked back. And then yesterday we took a six-hour bus ride to Hue. Now we're in Hue. Just got an incredible massage, a Vietnamese massage, which is a mix between a traditional Swedish massage and cupping. If you saw what they did with some of the swimmers like Michael Phelps in the Olympics, they put heat under cups and put it on your back. I'm not sure what the heck it did, but uh, 
Anyways, um, and tomorrow we are going to be rebuilding a, a school that needs rebuilding. So we're going to be uh, painting and, and uh, drywalling and doing all kinds of things there. So looking forward to it. Having fun here with about 22 of my GoBundance brothers. Now, if you're curious about GoBundance, you could just simply uh, Google GoBundance or go to GoBundance.com. If you are a healthy, wealthy, generous man who chooses to lead an epic life, GoBundance is for you. Uh, we have a lot of fun and we do a lot of incredible trips. We did Machu Picchu last year and had about 15 guys do that. And anyways, I'm having a good time. So, you know, we got a great week in store for you this week we have on the books right now we have okay we got patrick harvey on monday today scotty smith wednesday and stacy brown are coming at us on friday and uh, so it's going to be a bombastic week hope everybody is getting a lot of listings and closing a lot of deals and making a lot of money I'm looking forward to uh, keeping you posted, uh, play by play here from Vietnam. And listen, go on Facebook and uh, see some photos. I've been posting the pictures uh, uh, to all my friends on Pat Hyben on Facebook. And also, since that one is filled with 5,000 friends, I have Patrick Hyben on Facebook that you can friend as well. And I'm double posting them there. And uh, I have some uh, YouTube videos that I'm going to post later on so that uh, you guys can watch those as well. Anyways, I hope. Everyone is having a brilliant week and I uh, look forward to catching up with you on my return from Vietnam or if I get a chance later in the trip, I'll, um, I'll do another intro. So anyways, thanks for listening, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for all that you do and um, thanks for listening, Rockstar Nation. Have a great week and keep rocking. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great returning guest, Mr. Patrick Harvey from Scottsdale, Arizona, is on the line. And man, we are going to talk about rapport building because it's been a hot topic with the release of my new product, Certified Listing Agent. And I thought I, I need to get somebody on the show to delve into some of this more. So uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, so without further ado, Patrick, welcome back to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, thanks. Great to be with you again. So why don't you uh, give our Rockstar audience a little bio on you, Patrick, so they can get to know you better. All right. Well, uh, before I was in real estate, I was actually an engineer and uh, built uh, electronic widgets with computers in them and stuff like that. So I was a little bit of a geek. Um, didn't really have a lot of people skills. I, the marketing people, you know, they're like, oh, keep him an engineer and you don't want him in a sales meeting. I'm, I was that kind of guy. And to go from that to uh, being pretty successful at real estate was a pretty big shift. Had to uh, really hone my skills and learn how to do that correctly. And so um, I got into real estate when I got tired of doing tech. I worked, you know, long, long, long hours in tech, building some stuff and getting product out. And at some point I finally said, you know, I've, I've had it. I want to be my own boss. I want to have my own schedule. So I got into real estate. Had uh, It was when the market in the Phoenix area was going straight up. And uh, so I had a lot of great success and uh, built some good relationships and uh, figured out what I had to do to succeed and uh, just been doing it ever since. So in 2013, I uh, 
closed more transaction sides myself without a team or anything. And uh, then I uh, got into flipping houses, but still use all my relationship skills uh, all the time. So that's kind of a snippet of it. So in 2013, you sold how many, how many houses? Well, I did 200 transaction sides. A few of them I double-ended, so it's probably 160 or 70 homes that I sold. Okay, and then and then you uh, recently or at some point decided you want to start flipping. Yeah, well, I uh, to do all that by myself, I was working 18-hour days. One of the things I figured out is that there's more money in flipping uh, in terms of what you make on a house than doing traditional real estate, and so... And also, you control everything, and I really like that because I don't have a seller that says, "Oh, but I got to have more money for the house," or you know, you don't have uh, issues like that because I'm my own best client. So I list my own houses most of the time when I'm flipping, and uh, my seller and I get along just fine. So when you were doing 200 uh, deals a year, you didn't have you didn't have a team. It was just like you were handling all that. Yep, I handled everything. Holy dirt! No wonder you burned out and said, "I'm going to yeah, well, do flipping." I, I, I came mean. out of uh, <laughs> I came out of the tech industry, and we're all about systems. And so I had systems set up. I tracked everything, you know. And people got really annoyed at REO agents in those days because the REO agents would never answer their phone. Yeah, of well, course, I got yeah. to understand why. I was getting so many phone calls. I wouldn't answer my phone either because, and it wasn't because I didn't want to talk to you. It's because I wanted it to go to voicemail so I had a record of the call so I could make sure I got back to you. Yes, and, and I, I, you know, we're in that same game. And I'll be honest. Let's just be honest here. Here's the thing. Uh, REO agents tend to put... All the instructions in the MLS so a third grader can understand it. And inevitably, 50% of the agents who want to ask a question or, or write an offer or do something do not follow uh, said directions. And they're just not tech savvy, which, which understand there's a whole generation of real estate agents that aren't tech savvy. But I think there's, there, there's nothing more frustrating at least to me, I should say, than someone who, in my mind, it feels, refuses to upgrade their level of competence uh, to learn a simple you know, program or to learn how to download something on, on a website or, or something like that. And that's why REO agents tend not to answer their phone because they really want the people just to go back and read the directions again. So I understand that, and and we do both. We still, you know, Mike Sloan runs my team now, and he, you know, we still have people here that pick up the phone, but it is extremely frustrating because the agents don't, you know, they just don't follow directions, or or a certain segment of the agents don't follow directions. So anyway, so you got frustrated. You said, "Screw this! You're you're going to start flipping. You're making, you know, four or five thousand a house. You're going to go to fifty thousand a house. Essentially, is that what happened?" Well, it's not quite that big. Uh, it's very, very competitive in Phoenix, but you can certainly uh, make ten or fifteen or twenty a house. So, what about today? Is the flipping opportunities in Phoenix, Arizona? How do they compare to five years ago? I think five years ago it was really good, and then actually for about the past two or three years, it's been very difficult because everybody jumped into this game. There are you can hear an infomercial every few minutes about 
come to my little mini seminar and I'll teach you how to flip houses. I need more people on my house flipping team. There are so many of those going on. Uh, it's just insane. And so uh, it had gotten to the point that it was very difficult to flip a house because people were bidding ridiculous numbers at the auction. There are millions of agents and people writing letters to every FISBO and everything you can imagine to try to find a way to get a house cheap. And uh, so it was really tough. But I think a lot of that has been weeded out because what I'm seeing is that it's more of a deal at the auction now. You can actually buy some houses and make some money there where for the last couple of years it's been really difficult because of the uh, emotional bidding going on, people that just had to get the house. So why um, why do you and, think it's why do you think it's getting better for uh, you as a flipper? You know, one would think that it would just get worse and worse with 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 everything. Harder, and harder and harder, not worse and worse. Harder and harder. Yeah, I think everything goes in phases, and uh, you know, just like the market has its ups and downs, I think the little segments of it have their ups and downs. There's you know a part of town that's going to be super popular for a while, and then it's going to get filled up, and then it's not going to be as popular. Um, in terms of flipping, I think there were a lot of people who, uh, in this economy, they decided, wow, I can make money in real estate. I don't I don't even have to get a real estate license. Um, and so they'd go and do that and they'd start trying to flip. And then it, it ultimately didn't work out and they had to go get a job. So they're kind of back out of that effort. There are people who uh, hired real estate agents to help them flip and real estate agents making more money than they were. And so they're thinking, wow, this doesn't really work. And so they give up. And, you know, it's kind of like a fad or a trend that happens and then it kind of dies away. And I think in Phoenix, the the flippers that are still around are the ones who are serious, who know how to do it and don't overbid for stuff. So there are still some opportunities, you know, if you have a little bit different vision for a property than somebody else. That's great. Um, well, I'm glad that's happening and I'm glad that it's the phase is turning a little bit for you. You wouldn't expect that. You expect it just to be you know, getting harder and harder. So I'm, I'm glad it's, 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 inter it's interesting. So, all right, so let's jump into some nitty gritty here. Like uh, you're known for uh, really thinking through stuff and for having this know-how on how to build rapport, uh, how to get people to like you, which is great because you're not, you know, you came from the tech field, you're a systems guy. You're clearly like a little left-brained heavy. And I think those are the people that have the most difficulty engaging with people and building rapport and that need the most uh, help. So it's, 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 it's great coming from you because you kind of are a reformed uh, left-brained person that can also get people to love them, if so to speak. You know, don't take offense to that, but it's, it's true, right? I think those are the people that need it yeah, most. Absolutely. So give us some advice here. What, you, you know, you, ha you teach this class, the, you know, the five things you need to know about rapport building, uh, some of the intrinsics of that. So let's, let's jump right into that. How about we talk about that? What, uh, what would you say the first step is? Well, the first step is before you ring the doorbell for a listing appointment, you've got to have your head in the right place. You need to be in the right state. Uh, I'm kind of a Tony Robbins guy, and he teaches that your state is driven by your focus, your physiology, and your language. So if you kind of look at that, right before you go into a listing appointment, if you've had a crappy day, if uh, you just heard some terrible news, if you're worried about your dog that's at the vet, whatever it might be, your head is not going to be in a great place to develop rapport with the seller because they want 
to talk to you and they want to feel confidence from you. They want to feel like you own the world. You know what you're doing. You can do this for them no matter what. If you don't come across that way, they're not going to like you as much and they're not likely to hire you. So the first thing you can do is prep before you go in. And how do you do that? Well, I'm usually listening to some really upbeat music, not the news, but some music I really like in the car on the way to the listing appointment. I've already done some legwork in that I will go by the day before the listing appointment or a couple of days before and take a picture of their house and I will put it on the front of my pre-listing packet that I deliver there and I'll, I'll drop it off or have somebody drop it off at their doorstep so they have it the night before I show up for the appointment or maybe a couple days before I show up for the appointment. And that gets them thinking, wow, this guy's got his act together. He hasn't even been here yet, and he's already doing all this stuff. And uh, so you start building rapport before you even meet them. I mean, you really, you start on the phone when you make the appointment. But the most important time is going to be when they open the door and you say hello to them. And if you've already done a little prep so that they are expecting you and they kind of know that you are different from other agents because you took a picture of their house, you've looked at it, you didn't just pull the comps and look at a Google photo, you've actually driven the neighborhood or something, or at least give them the impression that you've done that, then they're already thinking, well, this guy seems to have his act together more than others. So you've already started that by doing those little steps. The next thing you want to do in terms of prepping before you go in, something that I do, if you watch... uh, I don't know, the Wimbledon was just on recently, and every time that uh, Andy Murray or any of those guys who are playing hit a winner, they do a fist pump, and that's an anchor. They're setting an anchor. It's like, yeah, and it makes them feel good. It lights up their physiology, and so it it builds this uh, neural structure in their brain that says, when I do that, it's associated with success. So... Yeah. If you so the create if you if you can create an anchor that and 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 the way to develop an anchor is just to say like an affirmation when you do it. Like in in the course that I just built, a certified listing agent, uh, Rachel Adams has an anchor, and what she does is she is she holds up a, a pen in her car on the way to the appointment. And she says, the listing is mine if I want it. The listing is mine if I want it. Holding this pen, like uh, moving her elbow up and down with this pen. And then if a seller on the listing appointment starts to, let's say, babble, right? Or say negative things or whatever. She drops the pen on the floor, picks it up and says in her mind, the listing is mine if I want it. And she said it totally reshifts her focus and her mindset, and then she goes in there for the close, you know, and says, are you ready to sign the papers? Yeah, that's awesome because what she's doing is a couple things. First, she's using the pen as an anchor, but also if she drops the pen when the seller is going in a direction you don't want, it's a pattern interrupt. It's another NLP technique, yeah. neurolinguistic programming technique that interrupts their pattern so you can get them back in the track you want them in. That's awesome. That's a really good technique. Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. You want to create some kind of anchor that's very positive for you. And what I do is I have an anchor set and I reinforce almost daily. So when I ring, I ring the doorbell and then I fire that anchor about 18 times so that when I open the door, when they open the door, I'm just exploding with energy and I own it and I've got it and I'm ready. That's awesome. So those are the things you can do. That's beautiful. It's all, yeah, it's all about that. Okay. So that's going there. That's meeting them. That's anchoring. All right. So what would you say the second thing is that's most important that you teach in your class? 
The second thing is matching and mirroring. You've got to look at them. You've got to stand how they're standing, even if they're in kind of a bad state. Whatever they're doing, you want to breathe how they're breathing, stand how they're standing, try to copy their gestures as much as you can. If you go in and you're sitting at a kitchen table, you want to sit kind of how they're sitting, or if you're on the couch or a chair, kind of mirror them as much as you can. Don't do it in such a blatantly obvious way that they're going to see it, but they usually won't. I've never had anybody catch me mirroring them. But when you mirror somebody, it's an unconscious thing because only about 15 or 20% of our communication is verbal. Everything else is visual or body language or intonation, stuff like that. So you want to match all those things, match their intonation, use similar phraseology or something that's close, kind of use the same words they do in different ways. Just don't be, yeah, don't be the opposite of them. You know, you have to, yeah, yeah. If they're, if they're talking fast, you talk fast. If they're talking slow, you talk slow, but don't be like, like, like Patrick saying, don't be obvious. I had a guy, it was actually on a Skype call (laughs) who clearly, right, was matching and marrying me. And I thought, what the hell Dude, you're mad. I mean, it was obnoxious, right? It was. It was almost like I felt like um, he was flirting with me in a way, like yeah. with this matching. Well, it was, it it was really so. It, yeah, it was weird, and I was like, "That this is bizarre." But please stop. I mean, uh, so you got to make you got to make sure that uh, you're not obnoxious about it, but definitely do it. Thing. Yeah, subtle thing. Okay, what's the third thing? The third thing is you want to use what they give you. So what does that mean? That means when you walk in their house, be observant. See if there are trophies on the wall. See if there are vacation pictures on the wall. See if there are any clues that are around the house or things they say that will give you an insight into what they care about, what they like, what's important to them. And then you can ask them about it. And this is a great way to build rapport because they'll think, wow, this guy's observant. He's really paying attention and he really cares about me. And that's what a seller really wants or even a buyer when you're talking to them. You want them to care about you. You want them to feel like you're really interested in who they are, what their problem is. If you've been matching and mirroring and you're prepped and you're powerful that way, then when you start asking about their kids or their bowling trophy or the fish they caught or whatever it might be that is available to you, then they're going to connect with you in an incredible way very quickly. Yeah, I love that. You've got to find a common interest also if you can. Yeah, that yeah. Helps too. Jeff Cohn calls it loving on them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, loving on them. That's awesome. you got to love – write that down, everybody. you got to love – on your sellers okay cool this is awesome so we got we got three things get the mind straight you know match and mirror you know get them to kind of like you in a in a way that is not forceful and a way that is not you know you really don't have to do any talking to matching and mirroring and then love on them that's awesome okay so what, what would you say the fourth thing is the fourth thing is a little more nebulous and i call it you want to be of service and what does that really mean it When you walk in, hopefully when you've prepped yourself, if you're walking in there and your attitude is, I have to get this listing, I have to get this listing, then you're less likely to get the listing. But if your attitude is, how can I help these people? I know I'm a great listing agent, but what do they need? How can I help them? How can I be of service to them? What's the best thing I can do to help them? If that's your attitude, you'll have a much better experience than if your attitude is, I've got to get this listing or I'm, I'm not going to be able to buy my new car next week or whatever it might be. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Attitude of service. You know, it's like I heard recently on another podcast, the guy said, don't think about making a million dollars. Think about giving away a million dollars of value. Yes. So it's the same thing. It's a whole little attitude shift. Yeah. Don't think about, don't think about, you know, getting this listing. Think about serving these people to the utmost advantage to get their house sold, helping them as much as you possibly can. Yep, it makes such a dramatic difference. And it really leads into the fifth one, which is energy, because personal energy and energy between people, energy of a crowd, that kind of thing. This is something that as an engineer, I really didn't believe, but it's true. And I learned that it's true because I have uh, spent some time volunteering for a speaker that has events where they have, you know, 3,000 to 10,000 people in the audience. And one of the things we do is uh, as part of the support staff or leadership team, we get to go up on stage and dance to raise the energy in the room. And, you know, it's a guided dance. I'm, you don't want to see me dance. Trust me, it's not a pretty sight. But if there's a dance that you're up, if there's someone leading a dance, I can kind of follow the moves, you know. And it, yeah, it's not just don't get in the front so. row. You're the guy in the back row. I do the same thing. I got hey, no well, rhythm. Yeah. Yes, in the back row. But it, it's because it's about, the energy that you're putting out and the energy you're receiving from the crowd. And what happens, my first experience doing this, I was like, oh, my God, they want me to dance. This is not going to be pretty. What do I do? I'm, you know, sweating. I, I get up on stage and I'm looking out and there's 3,000 people, 4,000 people in front of me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is really scary. And I'm on stage with uh, half a dozen or a dozen other people. So it's you're not alone, but it's still concerning if you know you have stage fright you know before i'd ever done anything like that before and um the the music starts at a lower pace and a lower volume and they build and build and build the music to try to bring the energy in the room up and when the energy gets pretty high even someone as thick-headed as me can actually feel the energy from the crowd but the real experience was when the speaker came on, the key, keynote speaker came on the stage behind us, broke through the dancers and landed at the front of the stage. The crowd erupts, and it's almost a palpable thing. It's so intense. It just knocks you back. It's like a spiritual experience almost. It, yeah, it was amazing. The, the most recent event where I did this, we were in the L.A. Convention Center, and there were over 10,000 in the audience to the point that you couldn't even see the back of the room. It's so far away, yeah. which is crazy. And, so, the key is, uh, we, so the key was basically you want to keep that energy on the listing appointment. Like, like, like don't, yeah, let, well, don't let it subside, you know, after you've finished walking through the house and you're sitting there talking about price and boring stuff, you know, to, to keep that well, e- energy full-blown. Yeah, absolutely. But more than that, what I was telling you this story for is because me as an engineer not believing in this, you ha- I had to be beaten over the head by this energy to believe it really exists and is real. I mean, and I, I know women are going to laugh because they're very much more sensitive to energy than men usually, and I was particularly insensitive to it. But once you understand it and can start to feel it, as you rapport with your client, You'll feel their energy, and you can use it, you can guide it, you can reinforce it, you can mold it. It's palpable, and it's something that if, if your brain is open to it, you can use it. And like I said, if, if the be of service thing is all about energy, you're not telling them you have to get the listing. You're not telling them you want to be of service, though you might. 
what you're doing is you're holding the energy of being of service. Yeah. You're holding that energy where they're going to look at you and feel like this guy wants to help me. Right. They want to help me. They want to solve my problem and look how confident they are. I feel like I'm, I know that they'll be able to. Yeah. So that's, what's super important. It's like, it's like, you know, you should look at everyone listening should look at listing appointments as like, is, is like a, a workout that you pay for, right? You know, if, it, if you're with your trainer and it lasts an hour, you're going to be pushing that whole hour. Now you can rest after the workout all day. If you want, you can go back home and just go back to sleep. But the key is during that hour, you're going to be giving, uh, you know, 110%. And the same thing with the listing appointment, you're going to want to, you're going to want that energy that Patrick talks about, you know, through the whole hour, two hours, however long it takes, you want to go balls out, so to speak, you know, for that whole time that you're there. This is awesome, Patrick. So, okay. So we got these five things, guys. I hope everybody wrote them down. They're awesome. They tie into a lot of what we talk about at the certified listing agent. And as a matter of fact, if you haven't already gotten the the free half hour that is available on rebusuniversity.com, you definitely want to do that because it's all about rapport building it's all about the NLP and the, the rapport building and getting a seller to like you. It comes with two quizzes, and all that could be found on Rebus University. So what I'm going to do with this, guys, is everything, all of Patrick's information, if you want to get in touch with him or you know somebody in Scottsdale, Arizona, that wants to sell a house really fast, doesn't want to deal with an agent. And uh, even if they do, he still listens sells, but he would rather buy it himself for cash. If, if you know somebody that needs to sell fast there, then he's your guy. But anyways, if you want to follow up with him and talk to him some more, I'm going to put all his information on hybendigital.com backslash Patrick Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y. Patrick Listen, thanks so much for coming back on the show. I wish you the best of luck in Scottsdale. And, you know, I will be in Scottsdale. I love it there. We'll definitely get together and uh, break some bread in the near future. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings And I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment and the reason they're afraid because there's a lot of really heavy rejection i mean i can remember 
times in my career where I really, really, really thought that I had a listing or I really, really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else. And there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else. But I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with that family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have set a different price. I should have set a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever, a different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment, what they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role-played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the 28 downloads that's included in it. But it and it's in 10 minute increments. So it uh, so you, you, you watch five to 12 minutes of video and then you take a small quiz. And then you watch another five to 12 minutes and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it, go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more or, or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had 10 graduates so far. I'm, I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes. And it's in bite-sized chunks and you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn. So if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount and get the discount that we're offering now. That's hybendigital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look. You know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it, it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name and I'm personally guaranteed this. I'm very, very easy to find, right? Just send me an email. I promise you I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this and a lot of money and, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on if you take this 10 hours. It may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.